Welcome. We are live. Another episode of Mixed Talks. I am Roz Mix. I have my co-host with me, Ken Shaw. <laughs> what is going on? How are you doing today? Pretty good. Pretty good. How are you? I am great. It is Wednesday hump day. No humping We're... going on, but it's still a Wednesday, so. We're not allowed to say that anymore. Allowed to say what? Hump day? At work? Who messed it up? Who was the asshole who went too far with it? I know it's always yeah. one asshole who goes too far with the hump day stuff. They did exactly what the commercial. Hey, what day is it? It's hump day. And they got fired. Fired? Someone said they felt sexually harassed. And I mean, no warning, nothing. Just out of there. Okay, did they investigate to see why he... I mean, you just can't... I get it. I mean, but you got to talk to him like, what were you doing? I was doing like the commercial said and said, you know, like the camel was saying, hey, you know what day it is? Hump day. Like, I think what, what was negotiated, I don't think they were like fired, fired. I think they negotiated their retirement. It was somebody they wanted to get out the oh, door. and they was, look, they was looking for a reason. <laughs> and... That was and just they. They said, "Look, either you retire, or we gonna snatch your pension and fire you." Yeah, they were looking for a reason to get rid of that person, and so mm-hmm. it don't take much. If somebody says you did something, a lot of times, no, it, he had, there was plenty of witnesses. This person worked in the cafeteria, and they would say it to the line that was coming past. What day is it? It's hump day. It. Yeah, it it was said the way it was supposed to be said, all in context and everything. But somebody complained, and that was that. Uh, okay, <laughs> let's move, <laughs> move on. We're not going to get into that because, as you may know, if you listen to the other podcast I do, Queen of Gossip with Future Marcy Diamond on Fridays. Now we're all over, so. If you're listening to this, you can be listening to this on SoundCloud. You can be listening to this on Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes. Welcome to all the new listeners. Thank you so much for checking in. Thank you so much for checking us out. Please, wherever you listen to, you can give us a like, a thumbs up, or whatever. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Follow the channel. Give us a comment. Give us a review. Let us know what you think. Please, give us a good review. I mean, we, we knew we back. I mean, we was on it before. We'll be back on all the streaming channels. I'm happy to announce it. So... We are back live everywhere. And that's why I said the price of the brick is going up because we are moving up. We are moving on. It's October. It's time to start taking this serious again. And that's what we that's what the plan is. What do you think? Sounds good to me. I, I have to figure out how to find us on those things because some of them I don't even know what they are, but I mean, wherever you stream music, they pretty have pretty much have podcasts. So if you stream it and you search Rise Mix. Mixed Talks, Queen of Gossip, Mixed Up Network, you're going to find us. Okay. And you can listen and give us a shout out. I mean, let us know how you found us because right now we're on Facebook. We're live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. So if you're watching, if you're listening or watching, let us know where you found us. Let us know what you think, comment, any suggestions, you know, all that good stuff. Thank you. We are moving on and moving out. So, um, did you hear? 
first news story. I seen this right before the podcast. I'm sorry I didn't give you a heads up about this, so just bear with me. You let me know your thoughts. Kellogg's Kellogg workers are going on strike during the pandemic. You know, well, we're still in the pandemic, but they were short a lot of workers who were out because of different reasons, COVID, things of that nature. And they said they have been working ever since then, 12-hour days, seven days a week. And now they're trying to cut their vacation pay and holiday pay and all that other nonsense right now after doing all that stuff for the company. All, all they said over 1,400 employees all stopped working today at Kellogg all across the, all across the country. Thoughts? What do you think? Um, I, I've, I've seen this, the story floating around. I didn't really read into it, but I mean, if that's, if they've, you know, given all that to the company and the, the, what they get in return is to have their, their vacation and pay and all that stuff cut. I don't, I agree with them. Why should I keep working for you? This this seems to be a trend with these companies since the pandemic has been going on where they're just taking advantage of the employees right now. I mean, I understand that you're short, but everybody's short right now. You shouldn't and a lot of employees are starting outside of, you know, just going on strike. We talked about on the other podcast about uh was it Frito Lay mm-hmm. and the big strike that they had that they plant. And it seems that everybody's had enough of these companies just just taking and taking and not trying to pay you for it, not trying to pay you what you, you know, a livable wage. And I think another thing that's factoring into it is there's start, it's starting to become public knowledge, not just, you know, niche news outlets, but it's starting to be repeated over and over and over in the news that these companies aren't paying taxes. So if you aren't paying us and you aren't paying taxes, that means you're just putting the money in your pocket. Exactly. <laughs> so it it's absolutely crazy because if you think about it, you know, the fact that certain people, myself included, I mean, have to work a forty hour week and then have to work another job to have just extra money to for living. Because <laughs> you know, as you said, I work and then I also do you know stuff on the side just for extra cash to do fun stuff. You know, get some extra stuff for my kids and things of that nature. I was like. It's frustrating, but at the same time, it's like, I mean, shit, it's just life right now. The cost of living is way too high in this city, and you barely get anything back for it. Well, that's true. But then you have to look at cities like Los Angeles, New York. They make us look cheap, (laughs) especially New York. New York, they need to go. I mean, New York is just outrageous. There's no way that you should be paying... I think it was the video I did where it was like seventeen hundred for a studio. <laughs> no, it was like a one bedroom. No, you did set. like a walkthrough with it, right? Yeah, it was yeah, a it walkthrough was a video tiny. they show. I was like twenty two hundred for that for that for a one bedroom apartment. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, what do you? There's no way you should be paying that much for just the just what? What do these people do in New York to afford this? Are they affording this? I have no idea. I'm assuming that there are cheaper places to live but they're not in as nice an area but from what i've heard it's very common to have pests in your apartment 
water leaks. You know, these aren't the best apartments. And I mean, they're charging unbelievable amounts. Is <laughs> If anybody in New York, let me know how much you, I mean, don't tell me, I mean, you don't tell me what you're paying for your rent, but like, what is the, why is the cost of living, I, I, excuse me, I know it's a major city. It's a major city we're at one, but there has to get to a point where people are like, yo, what, what are we paying for here? And a lot of people learned that during the pandemic It's like, yo, I can work from home. I don't need to live in the city and pay this outrageous, outrageous rent, have no place to park my car. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Public transportation is, I mean, is, is, is I mean, everybody takes in New York, but like, I could live outside the city and still be able to, you know, survive. Yeah, go into the office if I have to. I'm still close enough that I could, like, catch a train or something and be there. But I don't have to pay the outrageous amounts in the city. I don't see the benefit of paying that much for a one-bedroom apartment. If there is what area, what the area does for you. I mean, I get your, you could be pretty much safer, but safe only gets you so far i mean there's no way you could be there's no way you can have a a decent life when all your money is going to your rent i mean but what you do you get to say you're from new york <laughs> i live in new york i mean does that does that hold the same weight <laughs> as as it used to did it ever hold weight because for me i've never been a big person oh you're from such and such you're from chicago oh you're from California. I was like, you're here with me right now, so where you're from doesn't even matter. <laughs> I mean, you're you're. I mean, we're sitting we're sitting here in Sun Prairie, Wisconsin. So, what difference does it make where you're from? I mean, you're here right now. So, I work with a woman from New York, and she never lets you forget it. Once she's got the accent, she's got the the thick New York accent, and you know it. it it's something about New York, and I, I used to work with a woman from Texas, and she had the same thing. But they, for them, it holds some. I guess if they're born and raised there, maybe not just if they live there, but for her, for her, it holds some kind of status. To other New Yorkers, yeah, <laughs> maybe. And okay, I don't want to sit here and ba- you know bash on New Yorkers, but like, like a lot of stuff they brag about isn't really all that. I mean. They always talk about we got the bodegas on every corner. It's a corner store. <laughs> Just because you call it a bodega doesn't make anything special. You know, I can go in and get a beer or a candy bar. We can do that anywhere. We have gas stations. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, mean it, I mean, they hold, they... they but they I don't grab. think every place has that, though. Has what? I don't think every place has corner store. I mean, think about somebody from Arena, Wisconsin. They might not have that. They consider Madison... The big city, you know? So New York is probably to them like London is to me. <laughs> you know, I'd like to go visit London. I wouldn't like to live there, but I'd like to go visit it, you know, and I'd, I'd spend a lot of time looking up stuff about it. But so I guess it's the perspective of where you're coming from. I'm from Milwaukee. So yeah, we got corner stores all over the place. What's up, Jason? How you doing? I mean, I don't know. The, the the big thing about the bodegas is you can go in there and get everything you need from a corner store. And I'm like, it's a corner store. I mean, you can get, you know, 
you know, I guess it's just different places. I mean, well, who doesn't have? I'm pretty sure that small towns have they. They have the gas station where you can buy everything you need. It's the gas station slash grocery store slash post Bank office shop. slash fire department. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You get a haircut in the back and shit. They got some. They got no small town. So they got a Walmart. <laughs> hey, the funniest story when I was in Minnesota, way up north Minnesota, the highlight of the year is when the Super Walmart opened up. I tell this story all the time because it's ridiculous. I look back now, like we were young and dumb. When I tell you the Walmart opened up, I, the entire city was in there. And we was in there dressed up like we was going to the club. We had our best gear on, did our hair. We, I mean, we did, we did it up, had our best shoes. Like we walk around there like we in the club. We seen everybody, what's up, man? How you doing? What's up? What's, what's going on? You know, we, it, was, it was ridiculous. I put on my best FUBU jersey. You know what I'm saying? Crease my jeans. So I just line <laughs> down the middle, put on my good Reeboks. Man, you couldn't tell me nothing. I was growing my hair, so I had the rubber bands on my hair all over. You know what I'm saying? You couldn't tell me nothing. I was walking around. I pulled out the silver chain and everything. <laughs> we put out the jewelry for it. Huh? Perspective. It's all yeah. perspective. We put out the jewelry. We went to the Walmart like it was the club. Mobbing through there. Wishing somebody would. <laughs> now that's the equivalent of a grand opening in Los Angeles of say a new restaurant. It was. Everybody put yeah. on their finest clothes and it, you had to get a reservation months in advance. Everything's overpriced when well, I'm Walmart, but you know, but everybody who's anybody was there. Yeah, so yeah, everybody had to be seen in, in that Walmart that day and like yeah. People were going two or three times. Was, that's, how, that's how crazy it was. We seen people, oh, we, see, we went here this morning. They had this here this morning. They ain't got it here right now. Like, it, it, like, there was nothing to do in that city. Fuck that city also. That's how I feel about it. Anybody, fuck Hibbing, Minnesota. If you're from Hibbing, I'm sorry. Fuck that city. I mean, that's how I feel. That's how I'm getting it up. Fuck Hibbing, Minnesota. If any Minnesota people listen to the podcast, I'm sorry, but fuck Hibbing. Fuck everything about it. <laughs> so what was you talking about? The Kellogg's going on strike? How do you get yes. to Walmart? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it seems like the, everybody wants a livable wage now. I mean, that's the big thing where people want to get paid enough where they can have be able to enjoy life. I shouldn't have to have a job where I need to work seven twelves <laughs> in a week. And that's, there's no way you should work that much. You're going to die. You, there's no way you can, because what do you do? Get off work, go home, lay down. Then you get up work to go to work again. Well, I think what happened during the pandemic is they told everybody stay home. We're going to give you some stimulus, you know, so you can pay your bills. We're going to make it so you can't be evicted. And people got started realizing, one, how tired they were because they actually finally got to rest and, you know, catch up on sleep and get their body regulated back like it's supposed to be. It's like, I'm so invigorated. What's going on? Because you're not working 7-12s. You know, I, I, hey, my kid grew two inches. I hadn't noticed that because <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't seen him. You know, so it, 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 
again, perspective. It put perspective on things. And they're like, you want me to come back? You can't work me like that. And you can't pay me like that. Yeah, because remember some of the stuff we were talking about Frito-Lay where, like, you had to earn points to get a day off. <laughs> you had to work, what, uh, 30 days in a row to get a point toward a day off? Like, just ridiculous amount of just – how could you even treat people like that? Like, it's – like, we've all been caught up in – well, I have. I don't know about you, but when you get, you find yourself in this shitty job and it's like, damn, I need to get out of here. But you don't have no time because when you get off work, you just got so much stuff to get done because you know got to go right back to work that you can't really find another job or you can't get the time to go for an interview to interview for a new job. So you're just like stuck in that one position and like just getting treated like shit every day. Or what happened if, especially if it's like somebody that's been there a long time, like when they first started there, they're like, we're going to give you $10 an hour. We're going to give you two vacation days and one sick day. And you thought that was like the world. But then 20 years later, you look up and they still haven't given you any more. And the pandemic made you stop and think about you've gotten a dollar raise over 20 years. One more vacation day, no more sick days. And they've imposed more rules on people had time to stop and reflect on what was happening to them instead of, like you said, get up, go to work come home, eat, sleep, go to work, you know. If they keep the little hamster on the wheel, then the hamster don't realize that it's about to die from running on the wheel. And also you had the people who got, you know, laid off and they were getting unemployment and they realized unemployment was paying more than what they were getting paid at the job. Like, what the fuck? I'm working my ass off making this money and unemployment is, you know, I'm getting more from unemployment? That doesn't make any sense. Like, and I don't know if you I don't know if you've been out in Madison, but every place is shorthanded and is hiring. Uh when not I do paying anymore. Well, a lot of places are giving it up now. A lot of places are starting to give up a lot of different deals and you know incentives to come to work. Like Uber Eats, they paying people tuition now. <laughs> they want people, they need people working because a lot of people have stopped. They are giving you benefit plans where if you meet certain amount of trips, you get um, insurance, you get um, roadside assistance. If your car breaks down, you get gas assistance, you get get, uh, um, cash back on paying for gas. They are starting to give it up because they realize they haven't been paying to people because, you know, you do these long trips and you get like three bucks for it. And then it's like, and if the person don't tip you, you're just getting three bucks. You know, it's garbage because you got to depend like, damn, this person didn't even tip me. So I just made this trip from the east side all the way to the west side and I just got three bucks for it. The fuck am I doing? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of those YouTube videos where it'll, like it'll sometimes pop up in my, you know, for you's and like the drivers will just be sitting in their cars just crying because they don't know how they're going to make rent or how they're going to make gas because after they, you know, make the trip, pay for gas, let whatever company they work for take their cut. They they make a dollar. Yeah. But as I said, now with Uber Eats, they have been making people tip ahead of time. They put the tip included with the so 
and they have different times you get more incentive. Like if you do it between five and nine, you get an extra promotion bonus on top of that. So like I said, they give you more incentive to do it. And plus you can just put the, the food outside on their doorstep. You ain't got to wait for them to come to the door and deal with people. <laughs> and yeah. Go in these big ass apartments, go up, climb, just climb the stairs to get somebody their food. No, your food's in the lobby. I'm out. There's <laughs> a picture of it in the lobby. Go get it for somebody else. Get it. <laughs> There's a lot of people out here. They look hungry. You better come get your food quick. Cause I'm out of here. And that's why, that's why I started doing it. Because if I had to go, cause you know, it's a college town. You got these college kids ordering these big meals and, you know, uh, shit. It's on downtown, uh, this dorm on the eighth floor. You actually had to go find somewhere to park your car and take them that food up to the eighth floor and, and give it to them. Make sure you knock on the door and make sure they come get it. And it's like, yo, by the time I was doing this, I probably missed out on, you know, it's, it's exhausting. Like, and then you do that, you go all the way back to your car and realize the person gave you a 50 cent tip. <laughs> it makes you want to go back up there and talk like, what the fuck? Is, who, who's you, man? Give me what? I just brought this food to your door. You don't give me no tip. Okay. Let me ask you a question. As a person who gets a lot of delivery, <laughs> I try to tip at least 20% always. Is that enough for a person like me that orders like the minimum? Like if it's a 12 or $10 minimum, I might order $12. That's like $2.40 for a tip. Is that enough or should I be adding more to it? It depends on where you're ordering from. Uh, like some trips where it's just like, look, I'm going to get 20 bucks off this no matter you tip or not because you got me going from, you know. <laughs> but how do I know that? I don't know where you're well, you know we, from. Well, you know where you ordered the food from. So if you know your restaurant is like up the street, just up the street, it's going to be a low fare. So, you know, you get a guy two or three bucks and call it a day. But if you ordering food from like where you're at and you order from Middleton, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Give them a little okay, bit. Okay, so I should base bit. my tip on where they're coming from. So if I order yeah. something from like Famous Dave's, which is way on the south side, right? I should tip way more than if I order from Melio's, which is right down the street. Yeah, because it's a hassle getting through okay driving through campus and all that other nonsense and the belt lines always getting worked on so it's a it's a hassle to get that food to you and making sure i mean well i don't care if your food's hot or not i'm gonna tell you right now <laughs> we don't care if your food's hot or not you got a microwave heat that shit up because um my windows are down and i'm rolling so if your food get cold i'm sorry but you because because people don't even pay attention where they order food from. You know where the nitty-gritty is downtown, right? Mm-hmm. It's right there next to campus. This woman was on the square and ordered ordered from the nitty-gritty in Middleton. Why? I have no idea. But I got it to her, and like she gave me a good tip. And I, I, I want to tell her, like, you realize you ordered from the wrong nitty-gritty, or do you not even care? Because they both do the mm-hmm. Uber Eats, so I don't know what she was thinking. Then you got people who order from the BW3s in Monona going to Fitchburg. When there's a BW3s right in Fitchburg. Why? I have no idea. On that one, 
There's one right out here at Easttown, but they won't deliver to me. I have to order from campus. The BW3s? Order from Monona. Why would I order from Monona? That's further away. I don't. People order to go to Fitchburg all the time. I make that trip. I get, yeah. That oh, you me. want me to get you as much? <laughs> <laughs> I That's want that tip, fool. <laughs> yeah. But like people, I mean, people don't realize where they ordering from. They just think BW3 is a me order and they ordering some crazy trips. I had a trip from the uh, um, noodles right over here all the way to, to the forest. <laughs> well, Maybe that's closer, close as close as they could get to a noodles. It's not that good of food. Order somewhere else. It when they had beef stroganoff on the menu, it won. They took it off the menu. I'm mad. Like I said, <laughs> but okay. Base my tip on where they're coming from. And if you know you got a lot of construction going on, you know. Mm. I don't know what to tell you. What were we talking about? Kellogg's again? <laughs> uh, paying a living, paying Thank a livable you. wage. Is it that hard in 2021 to pay a livable, uh, uh, livable, a livable wage? Because you you talking about the guy who been in a job for 30 years and only got like, imagine. I mean, I see this at my job. There's been people who've been there for 25, 30 years. And they're only making a few more bucks than I am. <laughs> and I'm like, dog, you've been here. This you're only I do you do you because <laughs> you know for state employees, you can look up anybody's wage uh, salary. I hate that. <laughs> All state employees' salaries are listed online. So if you want, if you know my real name, you see how broke I am. <laughs> That's why you can uh, donate to the show. Cash app, dollar sign, R-E-S-M-I-X-X, Roz Mix. Donate to the show. Donate to the show. Donate to the show. Cash app, dollar sign, Roz Mix. But like I'm saying, so we got bored one day. We up all the, everybody's, you know, what you, what you typing? <laughs> I'm not typing anything. I was opening a bag of peanuts. <laughs> so you can, you, I mean, you, we got bored one day at the job. And we, was looking, we was looking at our coworkers' wages, and we was like, yo, that's how much they make? I was shocked. Like, that's only a few bucks more than I make, and he's been here way longer. And then I made me think, like, the next person going to get hired in is going to make, like, two or three, I mean, a couple of bucks less than me. Yeah. Well, part, I'm not sure if it's uh, the WTCS part of us or the state part of us that, that made us do it, but like about 10 years ago, they made them do a, a wage reset. They made them change the, the pay scale because if they kept it at the rate it was going, they would have like priced themselves out of their budget. So they they set they reset the base wages and then set the compensation increases at a different rate. Because when I first started, I got a, a raise at six months, twelve months, eighteen months, two years, three years, and five years, and they were significant raises. 
and if they had kept the pay rate at that rate or at on that scale, they would have priced themselves out. So they reset the the entrance wage and then changed the compensation to like every year or whatever was negotiated. So it kind of pulled the budget back in. And then they put the people that were on the previous pay scale, they put us on that pay scale and then they redlined us. They they once we hit the top level, they just give us a, a when they do an increase, we don't get an hourly increase. They just do a lump sum check and say that there's your there's your increase. That does me and, no good. And plus you had Scott Walker who stopped all raises for a few years when he was in office. <laughs> But I think th that was the state part of us, but the WTCS part of us, con it, the collective bargaining still had the right to negotiate wages. So. Yeah, I, I noticed the look you gave when I said Scott Walker. He's. <laughs> I'm sorry. My face does what it wants. <laughs> yeah, he, he fucked over a lot of people in the state. And it was people who got fucked over by him who lost pretty much their retirements and they still voted for him. So, <laughs> yeah, but you notice who he excluded who firemen, exclude? policemen, and nurses. Those unions couldn't be touched, they, they got to keep all their collective bargaining rights. Everybody else that was under the state umbrella lost everything except the right to negotiate wages and. There's one other thing. I think healthcare. Okay. But they got to keep, you know, they still have grievance processes and all that stuff. They got to keep firemen, policemen, and nurses. Everybody who could save his behind if he needed it. Mm, so that's what it boiled down to. Yep. <laughs> all right, enough about that. So let's get into the, the show that's driving everybody crazy. And so you haven't watched Squid Game yet. I did watch the trailer today. <laughs> but no, I have not watched the show. The trailer doesn't the trailer doesn't do it any good because it's a lot first off, I mean it's a good show, but don't believe what everybody's saying is the, the best show ever on Netflix because it's it's I mean it's a good show, but it's not that, you know what I'm saying? life-changing of a show. You I mean, people have a short memory. Remember Tiger King? Everybody was saying the same thing about that show. It was the funniest, greatest show on Netflix and all the hype and memes and, you know, that type of thing. But it's a good show. It basically come boils down to if you're at your lowest, how far would you go to make money? Like, I don't want to give any spoilers, so don't worry about me spoiling the show for you. But, like, would you play these games to win money knowing you can die? And a lot of them were pretty much going to die anyway because they had, like, gambling debts or were going to go to prison for <laughs> fraud at their jobs or just, just playing old money to the point where they were couldn't even survive. And a lot of them were just like, yo, it's either I do this and die or I go back to the streets and die. So it is what it is. And they went through with it. 
I might take a look at it. I, not, it just the premise of the show doesn't seem to really like trigger me to want to watch it, but I can try it. Maybe I'll get hooked. Maybe I won't. But there's another interesting component about that show. What was that? And it's not a spoiler. It's in the trailer. They use an actual person's phone number on the back of one of the... Oh, the card? Mm-hmm. And a woman that has a phone number that's like two digits different. The person that whose actual phone number it is tried to sue them and say, you know, get this off of there. They're working to get it corrected, but... It's too late. <laughs> yeah, she's getting like prank phone calls and... and you know, people just call and asking, is this the show? And how do I, you know, sign up? And where do I go? And what? I, so just imagine that all day, every day. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how that happened. Because don't they usually check? Because it, I don't know when that changed. Because you remember in the old days, whenever there was a, a, a telephone number on a TV show, it was 608 555 you know what I'm saying? I made up number. It had to have been late 90s, early 2000s where they actually started giving out real numbers on TV shows. That had, what was that? What do you think was the switch where they started actually doing that? I, I didn't know they had made that switch. I thought because it's a out of country number that maybe the country didn't check. Because it's it's not a it's not a U.S. telephone number. It's not it's blah, 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 blah blah blah. It's Korean, right? So I'm thinking maybe the people that maybe they don't have that standard over there. Because it sounds like it's a collaboration between a Korean and like Western type country. I don't I don't know any. I really don't know anything about the show. But it sounds like it's being directed by somebody from the states or from somebody that uses that protocol and the Korean people didn't know that. And so they just picked a, a number at random and it actually happened to be somebody's number. Yeah. Cause I remember I'm trying to think it was the first show where, they, where I first know they started using, I want to say the wire. It might've been some before that because if you remember watch old fresh Prince of Bel-Air where there's number five, 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 you know what I'm saying? That type of thing. But like, I think it was the wire where I first noticed they actually like gave out some real numbers, and like because you know if you watch a TV show back in the day, if you had a number advertisement on the wall or something, they were they were covering it up so you couldn't see it. Like that, if you watch that show, I'm talking about what was the first season of the wire. But if you watch that show, every number on there was a real number. They showed the liquor store and it had numbers, you know, to call the liquor store, and. And I think they might have had problems with that too, where people were like watching the wire and calling the liquor store, like, yo, is this a liquor store from the wire? You know, that type of bullshit. And whenever they gave somebody like, here, take my pager number, and they would show it, and it was a real number. It wasn't a 555 number. I think that was like the first time I really noticed that they were actually giving out real numbers and they just kept it going and they haven't gone back to the 555 thing. Maybe they're using it as a promotional thing. Like they want to drive business to those numbers. To a liquor store? <laughs> I mean, you'll well, get business from being on the show, but having your where, number Where out are there. you located? 
You know, what's your address? Oh, you're located in New York. That could drive people could want to go there simply because that liquor store was on the wire. Could happen. But here's the thing. When you see places out on TV that are based on hood dramas, a lot of time they film it in the hood. So you might not want to roll to the liquor store in the middle of Baltimore for your own safety. <laughs> Depends on what hood you're coming from. <laughs> I don't know. You coming from the south side of Chicago, that might look like an upgrade. <laughs> nah, you haven't been to DC then. <laughs> no, yes, I have. <laughs> yes, I have, but I didn't get to get off the tourist track. No, no, okay. You know, no, listen, no, no, no. That's that's no. what I'm saying. I'm, I'm it's not I'm, no the tourist track is not far from the hood. Well, you I didn't go, see I didn't see the hood. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I saw the hood. Like we was at, oh, there's the capital. Two blocks later, oh shit! What? Wait, wait, wait! Where are we? Wait, where are we? <laughs> yeah, I got pictures when I went to DC. Like we was rolling through, and I was like, "Oh wow, look at the, look at the uh, Lincoln Memorial." Oh, oh, wait, wait! Why is there a pimp right there? <laughs> I got a picture of a pimp in DC. So, and DC was the first place I seen somebody get robbed next to me. So, <laughs> maybe I wasn't paying attention. Maybe I was. I was looking for when we got close to the White House because I wanted to jump off the bus and take a run up the hill, see how far I got before maybe I caught a bullet. Yeah, you would have caught a bullet. You would have caught a bullet. <laughs> but my, my dad wouldn't let me. He was like, nope, you sit right here. Because we went on a, a, a Badger flight. Okay. For the veterans. So I think they keep you on a pretty strict track that just takes you to those like monuments things like that i i don't think i even saw a house no because when I, we was there I, I couldn't tell you what section we was at but we was walking around some stores and we passed like a you know official building and a bunch of guys in suits came out it was like, oh, look at this is crazy and this black dude walked, walked up to the dudes and grabbed one was like push him against the wall he's like you know what this is and i was like oh sh shit <laughs> <laughs> Like it's real out here. It is real out here. It's real. So, and I'll never forget that. That was the craziest ever seen. I never seen that live in person before. He straight yoked dude up and was like, "You know what this is? Broad daylight on the street, like no hesitation. Like you know what this is." <laughs> Unfortunately, that's probably why they will never get statehood. I'm not gonna hate on DC. No, I'm not hating on DC. I'm hating on Congress. Those people although deserve I, representation. Although I did go to a barbecue place that claimed to be the best in DC, and it was not the best in DC. I mean, it was not the best to me. But now I look back on it, it was ribs with mamba sauce on it. Have you ever had mamba sauce? I believe so. I, I don't yeah. think I care for it. It's it's a great sauce, but not on ribs. If I like, if I had been, if I had known back then what to expect, what you know, because I I can't remember because they said the best ribs in town. I'm like, oh shit, let me go there. I was like, let me get a rack of ribs. You know what I'm saying? But and and I don't. I think that was just it. He, you know, I got it, and I was like, why is this sauce sweet? I mean, <laughs> sauce is different. But like, not only it was mamba sauce, but like, you know. I had no idea what I was getting. I was expecting, you know, 
Midwest type barbecue, you know, barbecue sauce and things of that nature. But there they put mamba sauce on everything. Mamba sauce, mamba sauce on chicken, some fried wings. It's the best. The best. The best. If you never had mamba sauce, go on Amazon and order you some. It's some of the best sauce you can use. It's a great condiment to have in the house. I'll pass on that one. I'll pass on that one. Why pass? Like I said, said, I'm not sure if I've had it, but I think I have, and I don't particularly care for it. Because they put on everything. They put it... They get they go to the you know Chinese restaurant, they get the fried rice with the chicken wings, they put the mama sauce all over all over it. The rice included and have that. It's good stuff though. What are we talking about? Squid game? I highly suggest the show. <laughs> I can't stay on topic today for nothing. That's hey, if you listen to us, you know we don't stay on topic. So if you were at that lowest point, you owed Upwards of a few hundred thousand in debt. They're garnishing your checks. They're garnishing everything. Foreclosures. Took your car. And you had a chance to win a game where you can win a couple billion. A billion okay, I'm talking a few billion. But you could die. Would you take it? Nope. A few billion playing kids' games. Red light, green light. No, you you said I could die. The answer is no. See, now I'm not sure where this is set. Is this set in South Korea? Yes. Okay. Because if it's set in the States, I would just get in my car on a bus, hitchhike. I would just leave whatever state I was in. But see, I'm I'm not sure what the. I'm assuming that the mechanics of it being set in South Korea is that they cannot leave, they can't go and start somewhere over. They have to deal with their debt, or that they're in such desperate states that that's why they would agree to this. Can you really run run from your debt in the United States? Yes. Where would you go? To another state and say I was a domestic violence person and get a new social security number. Here we go. That's kind of fucked up, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of fucked up. I'm not sure. Yes. (laughs) Yes, you can be issued a new social security number if you are a victim of domestic violence. I'm not sure if it's in all 50 states, but I know it's in Wisconsin. I know in Wisconsin you can do that, but I'm assuming that because domestic violence happens everywhere that they have some kind of program like that. I don't know. They said they get end rape, end rape in Texas, so you know they might end domestic violence too. Okay. Did you see that same person do the interview and be asked about the 15,000 rapes that had occurred the year before? And he tried to stutter step his way out of that. And well, you say you're going to end rape, but there were 15,000 last year, sir. Uh, 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 mm. How could you even, how could you even say that to someone? Like, how could you even say that in the interview? Like, we're going to end rape. 
I mean, in a in a perfect world, yes, that sounds great. Yes, we want you to do that. We would love for you to do that. We would. I, I would move to Texas if they could end all rapes, and you know what I'm saying. But you people, men are crazy. You remember a discussion we had about men and the, 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 the low not the yeah. I, yeah, I seen a clip on Twitter. There's a woman, a woman, a woman, a woman unlocking her door, and you could tell she was like doing it fast, unlocking the door, and like she stepped in. As soon as she stepped in and was closing the door, there's a guy come running around the corner trying to get in the house with her. Like, what the fuck is? That? What is wrong? What is wrong with him? Like, and then he, and the bad part about it was he seen that she locked the door, and then he ring the doorbell. Like, hey, like, like she can be like, hey, who is it? Oh, hey, how you doing? Knock, knock, who is it? You're rapist. <laughs> um, well, my question, my follow-up question to that would have been, what is going to encourage you now to investigate this crime? that you weren't in, in inspired to do last year. What what has changed? It's easier for you to say you're going to end rape than it is to make an exception and not have to carry a, a rapist baby to term. Because that, that basically, you know, that turns women into just chattel. Your bodies are here just to be vessels for, to produce babies, whether you want them or not. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, because like I was always big on like, you know what? I would love to use the move to Houston. <laughs> Not so much anymore. It was that and the fact that they don't believe in COVID down there. <laughs> and yeah, so although if you are from Houston, let me know. I, just, I still want to visit Houston. We can go to uh, Turkey Turkey Leg Hut and get some get some good eats. Yeah, they had a roller coaster there I wanted to ride, but You wouldn't I, ride no roller coaster. What? You wouldn't ride it. You wouldn't even go to the theme park. This is the first year I have missed this year and last year were the first two years I have missed since my kids were like nine. <laughs> we go every year. We had season passes. Like when they opened, we'd buy our season passes and what are you doing this weekend? Nothing. Eh, let's go to Great America. <laughs> I've lost my urge to go to Great America ever since I worked there. Working there just killed the whole aura and fun of Great America for me. Because I worked in the games and I had to deal with people drunk thinking they could win a game that they're rigged not to win and having to argue with people all day. Then I had to wear this stupid uniform, wearing these blue pants and a white and red striped shirt that was just ridiculous. Like a, I looked ridiculous. And I had to shave my beard off because you can't have a beard and work at Six Flags for some reason. I have no idea why. You had to shave your beard and have your mustache trimmed. And they wanted you to smile all day, your entire shift, like a damn idiot. So my supervisor walked past, Demetrius, smile. Smile these nuts. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, had, you know, that's pretty much how you feel. You had to smile and 
dealing with that, although we all did steal from there, but you know, that's a different story. <laughs> Hopefully it's just food. Huh? Hopefully just food. Yeah. Yeah, we stole food. That was it. Nachos on the way out the door. Yeah, that's it. Nachos. Yeah, I stole nachos. Uh, what's the word for it? Um, where they can't a charge legend. you something? Alleged. No, no, legend. Oh. no where they can't charge you something after a certain amount of time. That's oh. the word I'm looking for. Oh, now that you asked me, I totally forgot. Damn it. Statue of Limitations. Statue of Limitations, because this was 97. If you want to charge me for stealing money in 97, have at it. Do your best. I don't think I can. <laughs> I know. Statue of limitations. And we used to steal money from them all the time. Fuck them. Fuck Six Flags. <laughs> uh, depending on how much it added up to, that could be larceny. That might not be. <laughs> okay, here was my scam. I used to work the quarters game. So pretty much people come up to you. And ask for a change for a dollar so they can flip the quarter on the table. So if you get a land on the table, you win the prize. So all around me in this area was nothing but quarters on the on the ground. So I figured out, hey, if I pick up four quarters and give that change out, give that as change, that doesn't count against my my uh my money for the you know for working. Because you know, you get a certain amount of money that you hold for your till. So I was steady grabbing quarters off the ground and giving that a change and keeping the dollars in my own wad. So, <laughs> so by the end of the day, I would have a wad of dollars like this and nothing came out my little bank. <laughs> so at the end of the night, when they counted up the money in my bank, it was always perfect. You know why? Because I didn't touch that damn bank all day. I was getting the money off the box. I was getting the quarters off the ground. A victimless crime. <laughs> And I heard nothing. Hey, statue of limitations. Mm-hmm. Statue of limitations. Six Flags, if you want to come for me, I'm sorry. You should have treated your workers better. I was, what, getting paid like eight to, eight to nine bucks an hour? No, not even that, probably. My crazy phone rentals. is ringing. My phone I mean, is ringing. What was it 1997? I was only like, I was probably like 17. I was probably only getting paid, what, eight or nine, seven or seven or eight bucks an hour. <laughs> Kiss my ass. I'm taking them. <laughs> and like, Arab, I mean, hey, it is what it is. It was what, dad, that was a long time ago. It was over 20 years ago. Sue me. I probably never took home more than 20 bucks at a time. So probably overall, I probably got like 100 bucks through the whole year because they always switched up the games. So if you well, want that 100 bucks from me. I'm sure they're not going to come <laughs> after you. I'm sure they I'm sure they factor that in. in no, I'm pretty sure. They factor in the budget. loss they're going to take. Yeah. You know, yeah. They're going to take some losses because not specifically naming you but a lot of people got sticky fingers well no it doesn't even take sticky fingers because as an employer there you can't argue with the customer so if you go to the food places and like hey i just ordered this food and i just dropped it they can't argue with you they either gotta give you new food or a refund 
Or if you say <laughs> they can't argue with you, so it's either, but you didn't come here. Oh, how did I was just in here? They can't do that. They just gotta give you the food. Or if you go and you walk up to a stand and be like, "Hey, I just tried to get a pop out the machine. It didn't give me no. It didn't give me no pop. Where am my money? They have to give you that money." Oh well, yeah. So. And the pops machines are like five bucks now. <laughs> so if you just uh, go no. and like. If you go by if you go by the pop machines and then go to a, a local you know go to a, a food place or or a store nearby, like hey, I just tried to get money. I just tried to get a pop machine and give me nothing. They have to give you that money out their bank. Well, they make you walk a country mile, you no, know, a couple of those country miles to like this one little place where they sell beer in the middle of the park. And then they charge you like nine dollars for that beer. And they're like, um, you're gonna have to drink that outside. Look, you just <laughs> I, I just walked halfway across this park. You charge me nine dollars. I will drink this beer wherever I want to drink it. No, I want tickets to go see UFC at the United Center in Chicago. We got in there. My brother's like, "You guys want beer?" I was like, "Yeah, I'll take a beer." The beers were seventeen fifty each. Seventeen fifty for a beer. I felt guilty drinking it. I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm I'm sorry." <laughs> like this, there's no way this beer should be this much. It was just a, a cup, a beer. Well, I felt I, guilty drinking it. When I went to Miller Park, I think I got an order of nachos, and they were like seven fifty. I, I went like, to Miller. I went to Miller Park one time, and it and it had the bar had a deal for like um. It was like three dollar Long Island or something. It was some like crazy deal, like three dollars for a drink, and we sat there and got drunk <laughs> in Miller Park. <laughs> you have to. Baseball is so boring. I mean, it's better in person. I mean, if you at the game and you got the you know the environment, the vibes of being there, it's better. But to sit there and watch it on TV or watch a full game, you have to be a dedicated baseball fan to do that because I can never do it. I I will never go see another baseball game in person again. I, the most impressive thing to me was when they closed the dome. <laughs> and when they had the little sausage guys running around the base. So you like the sausage. Okay, that's basically what it Shut up. I knew you was going to take that wrong. I was deciding to if I want to say that. Too late. But. You said it, and it's out there. Yep. Well. So before we head out, we got to talk about that time of year. Excuse me. Cuffing season. It's here. It's happening. How is your draft going? How's the recruiting going? I don't even know what it is. Was that time of year where people try to find that person to settle down with for the winter? Mm-mm. How come people still? I mean, okay, we talked about this before cuffing season. I'm pretty sure we've discussed. I, I think we have, but I think I tossed the definition out of my head every time because <laughs> this is the time of year where those um those um. Hobosexuals, hobo, hobo, to clarify, hobosexuals, 
you know, the guys who go from house to house all year, they try to find that one girl to settle down with for the winter. <laughs> this is that time of year. I mean, has you know, how's your draft going? Are you getting any possible prospects? Anybody hitting you up that you have to tell no, back off, and reject? I do have – if I was to participate in this, but I'm not – I usually don't. If you did not eat tacos with me all summer, you're not eating roast all winter. No, not happening. So, no, I couldn't find one single person to come have tacos with me. Well, they didn't probably didn't know you. That's probably the guy Wade who would have loved to have tacos with you all summer. Where was he hiding? Oh, I gotta put my new sensor on. But where was he hiding? He's I, probably I, doing. But I don't go out of my house very often, so exactly. It's, so you it's can't... not likely I'm gonna meet somebody and you know have them hit me up and say, you know, hey, what you doing? Let's hang out or whatever. And you're not gonna move in on me. You're not leaving a sock. You're not leaving lint here. When you leave, take everything you came here with. Goodbye. Okay, I have a question now. If you're talking to a guy, right, and he's asking you out to do stuff, but you're not giving that same energy back, you know, to go out and actually go on a date. And he's like, yo, you know, I want to take you out. I want to do something with you. But you're not, uh, you know, I'm busy. I got this stuff to do. I can't do it. I can't do it. Can you get mad at him if he just moves on and finds somebody else? <laughs> I, I would I would say no because I had a kind of situation like that the one time that I did, like, hook up with somebody uh, talking online. They kept trying to get me to come to their house and swim. And I thought oh, we that talked was about strange. This? I mean, it it could have gone. I mean, but uh, but he like he he was given that energy. Come come over here. I want to see you. You know, I'll pay for your Uber over here, whatever. So he was given the energy, and I was not giving it back. And I was not mad when he moved on because I felt like I was walking into a trap. I, I every time he would message me, I'd look outside my window. I was like, I got a pool too. Why don't you come over here and swim? <laughs> Did you make that offer though? Yes. Did you give him? Did you make him? Give you give him alternative? I offered him to come over here to swim in my pool. I offered to meet him for coffee. I offered to meet him for lunch. I offered to pay, but it was always come over here, come over here, come over here, and I just it just didn't seem. And I told him I I, I didn't beat around the bush. I said I'm not comfortable with meeting you for the first time on your turf. I would prefer to meet somewhere neutral where we can just talk and get to know each other. How about we do coffee or lunch? I don't think I could be any more straightforward than that. I think that's oh, yeah. fair. Oh, he's a creep then. He wanted so. to fuck you in the pool. <laughs> or cut me up in the kitchen. I don't even know which. No, but... me, no, that's his, no, like I said before, that was his game. He probably had a nice pool, heated pool. He get women over. Oh, this is nice. This is super nice. And I said, yeah, that's when he goes in for the kill and he fucks in the pool. <laughs> but see, you have to go through the apartment to get to the pool. Of course. There's a kitchen between the front door and the pool. Mm-mm. It just didn't, it, it didn't fit. The vibe didn't feel right. But to answer your question, no, there's perfect. There, there's nothing wrong with that. Unless like 
unless she's offering alternatives, you know, saying, well, you know, I, I'm busy on this day. How about this day? But if she's not doing that, pff, swipe. <laughs> I don't know which direction, but swipe. <laughs> mm. You know, I see a lot of people online talking about I'm tired of the talking phase. I love the talking phase. I can talk, talk, talk. Let, learn, let me know all about you. What's your color? What's your food? Food? Where do you like to go? Where you from? All that stuff. I like the talking phase, but a lot of times I just don't make it past that because I get those flags. I see something I don't like. I see some like nah. Yeah, that, it's best to walk away before you become invested. But I get tired at the I okay. I want to find somebody face. I say okay. I'm tired of being alone. I'm I'm lonely. I want somebody to watch movies with or whatever. And as soon as I realize I got to sign up for something, I got to make a profile, I got to take a picture, I got to have a conversation. It's just, <laughs> I was just like, hi, Leo, how are you? <laughs> no, it's, 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 you, what I've done is just the way I've always done it, do the opposite and see what happens. The person who I normally wouldn't be attracted to, I mean, well, the person I would normally, not talk to, I'll talk to them and see, you know, it, what it, you know, what's, you know, something different, you know, you never know. I mean, you never know what person that you actually start talking to and like, wow, I like this person. You got to give, you know, people a chance of, give them a chance to fuck it up. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> But you have to get to the point, like you have to make a profile. You have to find an app. You have to, let's just say Facebook dating. You have to make a profile. You have to write something about yourself. You have to take a picture. You have to put it up there. Uh, I get tired just thinking about, just thinking about doing that. Not doing it, just thinking about it. I'm just like. And then, well, then you won't meet anybody. I mean, that's the, I'll tell you, I was like, you, you have to put a little bit of work in to meet somebody. That's why I stopped complaining because I wasn't putting in the work. I can't. It's, this is not a lifetime movie. It's not going to happen. So, Because in this day and age, men, good, good, decent men, let me clarify that, are not going to approach you in the grocery store. A good, decent man is not going to approach you as you're walking down the street or walking to your car. You might get that creepy ass dude who, you, like I said, the hobo, hobo sexual, he'll approach you wherever. You know what I'm saying? Walk out the bathroom. Hey, hey, girl, how you? Hey, hey, how you doing? You know that guy. You're gonna get that guy approaching you know, wherever. He don't care because he has all the confidence in the world for some reason. He has no home, but he has all the confidence in the world. He's gonna approach you at the gas station, at the grocery store, at the at the in the tampon aisle. He don't care. He's gonna approach you. He does not give a fuck. He has super confidence. I just wish I had a, a quarter of that confidence that he has because he does not care. Hey, look, you know he. He has no place to live with five kids and four baby mamas and no job. And he's just approaching you and shooting all his shots. Like, God damn, boy, you was wow. <laughs> but you got to just, unless you're going to go to the bar, <laughs> which is even worse. I, I'm not going. Look, I went to a bar with a book. And people still came up to me. Well, hey, girl, how you doing? Do I look like I want to talk to you? I'm reading a book in a bar. 
Could anything else say stay away from me besides barbed wire and knives? Leave me alone. I'm sitting in the corner of the bar reading a book. But yeah, I, I, I just, I don't think I'm equipped to be with another human being other than, hi, how you doing? I, I just don't see it happening because I work from home now. So it's not like I'm going to meet anybody at work. I don't go on the apps. I don't go out much. And social media has killed dating, destroyed it. People I don't have, think so. oh God, it's just, you're not, I don't, I don't know if people are serious when they say this stuff on Twitter and Facebook about dating. I'm like, geez, what, what expectations do you have? Like some people expect to get a fly out of town on the first date. Like, like, yo, what is going on? People just want, you know, extravagant dinners and the first date and people expect stuff that you do on your wedding anniversaries to be your first date type of thing. I did it. Go ahead. Or you got people with no expectations and just I don't know. <laughs> what were you going I to went say? On, I went on a cluster of dates, you know, like they were real close together. And the best one I had was we went to like TGI Fridays or something. The guy's conversation was mostly about his cat. I stopped listening when he said he lived with his mom. <laughs> But, I mean, we had, like, soup and salad and sandwiches or something, you know. But it was just real casual. But the main reason that I made no effort to talk to this guy is he bought, like, a Camaro without a Hemi or something. Oh, God, you told me about that guy. <laughs> Tell me about that guy. I was like, uh, you put a B6 in that. But. But I mean, that was like the the least creepy interaction I had. I mean, I had I enjoyed talking to him. I knew I was never going to see him again, but you know, I enjoyed talking to him. You know, we it wasn't anything fancy, and it was just a nice time. But as soon as he dropped me off at Best Buy, I was like, "Get out of here! I gotta go buy a hard drive." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Dating is all messed up. Dating, Sometimes I think, has always been messed up. Uh, I don't know, because usually, like, how did people, I'm trying to remember how I was dating before. <laughs> it's like, it's been so long. How was dating before the apps and, you know, meeting people on the internet became not so much frowned upon? House parties. House parties? Mm-hmm. Not where I'm from. You get you get a fight. That's when you get in a house party. You get a you get an enemy. You don't get a lover. <laughs> no. You go to the house party. Everybody's drinking and dancing and blah blah blah. People start hooking up. Then the fight happens. Because those are the people that are left that nobody hooked up with. Usually guys. But sometimes girls. No, where I'm from, those fights start too early for you. You know what I'm saying? 
Like, oh, this party is jumping. Oh, sh- oh damn. Oh, fuck. Time to go. <laughs> now, nah, we usually got a couple hours in. Yeah, a couple hours. Seven to nine. <laughs> this shit's over after that. <laughs> there's all, there's, uh, yeah, you, I agree with you. There was always a fight, but I was usually gone by then. Jeez. Oh, you met somebody from work or Church. former classmate? <laughs> No, see, the former classmate is what Facebook banked on and has ruined marriages across this country. Oh, I couldn't get her in high school. Maybe I could get her now. <laughs> you know what, though, what the crazy thing is? Like, I was always too dark for everyone in high school. But after high school, I get, you know, started adding people to high school with. And the women who would say, I always had a crush on you in high school, but I just never said anything. I'm like, really? Do you see me getting dogged out by so many people that you never said a word? Like, really? Now you saying something? Yeah, that pissed me off. Like, I was pretty approachable. <laughs> I wasn't. The- yeah, but you wasn't. You could. You, you, they, they couldn't let their friends see. Yeah, that's talk- what it was. Yeah, they couldn't let. They couldn't be seen exactly. talking to me. You could be cool with me, be my friend, but as far as trying to talk to me, ew, you talking to him, ew, ew. yeah, that, that was that was me, yeah. Well, at least you got the cool. You could be friends. I was. You can't even talk to her if I see you even speaking to her. You out the group. I was like, what did I do? No, he wasn't that bad in my school. You, we didn't really look on, look down on people like that in my school. That bad, at least we. My group didn't. We, you know what I'm saying? We was cool with everybody as far as, you know, talk to somebody in the hallway or, you know, you seen somebody might need a ride, give them a ride or something, you know. We really didn't hate on too many people. I mean, somebody from high school retailer, I might be saying I'm lying right now, but, you know, because we did have our little beefs, but that's all high school shit. I mean, I was cool with everybody. I mean, you know, be watching the hallway, somebody, what's up, Meech? What's how you doing? What's good? You know what I'm saying? That type of thing. I was never like, oh, I'm too big. I'm too, I'm this, I'm that. I can't talk to nobody. No, I was never like that. And if somebody think I was, tell me. I was like, because I never felt that way. Shit. Well, see, you had a group. It was just me. <laughs> I didn't do anything to anybody. I was never mean to anybody. I never started any rumors about anybody. Most people wouldn't even talk to me. So I just went to class and did my work. I was on the football team, so I automatically had a group. I played sports. Well, okay, I I wasn't on the basketball team, but I kept stats for the basketball team, and somehow that got me hated. Why did you get hated for that? I don't know, because I was a nerd. I was like, because I could push a button to add a number? I didn't, I didn't understand the logic. I didn't get it. I didn't understand. I was in band. I was in choir. I kept stats for the best. Yes, I was a nerd. But, okay, but everybody felt the need to pick on me. I'm like, why are you bothering, taking time out of your day, bothering me if you hate me so much? I still don't understand it. It's weird because at my school, the choir was jumping. Choir had the cool kids in it. They had their own clique. If you was in the choir, you was, you was, you was kind of popular in the choir. I, I get what you're talking about. That that 
dynamic existed at my high school, I just wasn't allowed to be in it. I was allowed to put on a robe and stand on the the, the bottom, not even on, I wasn't even on the, the, the rafter things. I was, because I'm so short. I was like on the bottom, on the, standing on the floor. I was allowed to do that, put on the robe and sing that part. That's it. Get out of the robe and then get away from the choir. That's all I was allowed to do. I was ostracized in band. Who gets, who hates, who, how does the whole band hate you? We're all in band. They all hate all of us, but they somehow hated me more. That is wild. It's sad and pathetic is what it is, but I'm not bitter though. Yeah, it was over. It was over. 50, it was over fifty years ago. You shouldn't be bitter no more. You know, let Shut that go. Up. It was not fifty years. Ago. <laughs> it was over fifty years ago. Let that let that hate go. I mean, it's past. You're, you're a grown adult now with kids and grandkids. You know. Oh, and I've gotten back at all of them anyway. So all of them that I wanted to get back at. Okay, no, let's not say that because we don't know the statute limitations on what you did. So, I, didn't do, I didn't do anything except surpass them i got better grades than them i turned out to be cute that's i didn't do anything to i didn't like do nothing to their houses or, or stalk them or i didn't do nothing to them except surpass them i got better grades i moved on i got married i you know had kids i i didn't let them break me and make me you know just sit in the corner and cry anymore. Well, that's so. good. Okay. Well, on that note, I want to say thank everybody for listening. Keep listening. Make sure you subscribe or follow the channel. Make sure you give us a review. Make sure you comment. Make sure you give us a like, a thumbs up, all that good stuff. Comment and let us know where you're listening at. Comment and let us know what you think. All that good stuff. Uh, you can find me on all social medias at Rise underscore mix. You can search the YouTube. Just search Rise Mix on YouTube to watch the show live or to watch, you know, the replays. And we also got Ken Shock. You can find her at Twitter at KenShock29. Add her, follow her, and send her an at say what's up to her. She needs to get more popping on her Twitter. So follow her and say hi to her and make sure she keep saying hi until she responds. <laughs> That's the goal to get her respond on Twitter. Add her one time a day till she responds to somebody. Everybody, that's the that's the goal. Ken Shock 29. K-I-N-S-H-O-K 29. Excuse me. Anything you want to say before we head out? Nope. Thank you for watching. If you wish to donate to the show, Cash App, Dollar Sign, Rise Mix. It's Rise Mix, one word. This has been Mix Talks, and we are out.